Welcome to Beyond the Oaks podcast, a podcast devoted to alumni professional and career development. I am Taylor Stuck and serve as a graduate apprentice in the Office of Alumni Engagement. Today, our guest joining us is Cecilia Thompson to talk about how she not only grew her network through community volunteering, but also turned it into a career. Cecilia Thompson is a member of the class of 2005 and is the executive director of Action Greensboro. She currently works together with the Chamber of Commerce to strengthen Greensboro's economy through partnerships with charitable foundations, higher education, and municipal government. So let's go ahead and get into it. Cecilia, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back on campus. Of course, we're glad to have you. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, what what did you what did your undergraduate experience look like? Sure. So I um, came to Elon in 2001. I grew up in Gainesville, Florida, and so made the trek like many Elon students from out of state to land here at Elon. Was excited to be here. Um, it's interesting being a freshman class in 2001 because it was the time of 9-11. So the first two weeks um, really sort of dramatically changed, I think, the way that we all really see the world. And so I was already interested in community development and civic affairs when I came to Elon. But I think that always sort of shifts when something like 9-11 happens. And so I really started thinking about how I can make an impact on the communities that we live in and the people um, that needs support. And so my evolution at Elon was really thinking about one, what my major was, and I wasn't necessarily a traditional person to come to Elon and say, I'm going to major in XYZ. It really took me a while to do that and do the advice of my dad who said, just like take a bunch of classes. And after that two years, like you'll figure it out. And so I did and ended up, um, double majoring in public administration and sociology and spent a lot of time while I was at Elon, um, volunteering in the community and then also doing um, internships outside during the summer thinking about community development and so I spent a summer working with the Alamance County or Burlington City planning department and learning about sort of what do planners do I don't think it's sort of a popular we don't grow up saying I want to be a city planner (laughs) definitely not and then the second summer I spent um, with a community foundation in Greensboro and really learned about the philanthropic sector and sort of the impact that philanthropy can make on nonprofits and communities sort of outside of sort of the hands-on service nonprofit world and so ended up moving in that direction because of the experience at the community foundation in Greensboro Awesome. And that event of your freshman year kind of sparked that interest in the community development? Yeah. I mean, I think I was always really interested in community activism, social change. But of course, you know, something like 9-11 sort of wakes you up to say, mm-hmm. like, what, you know, what will life look like? Um, yeah. Noticing that before that, you know, my generation had never seen, you know, a, a big event like that happen. We had never been at war. <laughs> we had never mm-hmm. experienced something like 9-11 prior to that. So I remember that just being a really, I mean, it was a transformative time for everybody, but especially sort of your first year in college. Yeah, it definitely shakes things up, being in a new mm-hmm. space and then an event like that happening. Um, so I always like to, to ask, where did you live on campus when you were here? I lived in Carolina, um, room 123. Okay. I just walked by um, when I was headed over to meet somebody else on campus. It's a special little room gotcha. across from the laundry. Wow. All four years? Just two years and then off campus the second uh, junior and senior. Okay. All righty. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you're doing nowadays. So I'm the executive director of, a director of an organization called Action Greensboro, and we are a community development organization and a consortium of six foundations that are all Greensboro-based that do collective impact work through our organization. So 
in the early 2000s, Action Greensboro was formed, really seeing a shift in our economy, and the philanthropic sector saw a need to really think about collaborative work together. So they commissioned a study with McKinsey to really look at our economy locally. And when they came back, they said, this was in a time when a lot of companies were leaving. This is pre-recession in 2008, but companies were leaving Greensboro primarily because of the shift in manufacturing. Um, and McKinsey came back and said that the tagline was that Greensboro was pleasantly mediocre. And that wasn't <laughs> a statement that anyone wanted to hear around the table. And so the foundations really for the last 20 years have been working together, doing really significant work around downtown development, enhancing our K-12 schools, thinking about creating an entrepreneurial community, and then, of course, talent development, which we're very much into now, really thinking about what talent we need in our community to be able to attract for the jobs, and then what talent we can grow from our seven colleges and universities to make sure that we have the pipeline that we need for jobs now and in the future. Awesome. Is the model of Action Greensboro seen other in other cities? Not really. I was actually... You know, the, the idea of collective impact is becoming sort of a trendy statement now, and it's okay. becoming a thing. But 20 years ago, that didn't really exist. And so there's not a lot of nonprofits like Action Greensboro out there. Interesting. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and how many people are in a part of your team? So we have six people on our team, all women, um, two focused on building a greenway. We're building a four-mile loop around the downtown area for recreational purposes, for health and wellness, um, but also to connect our universities in Greensboro and connect about 12 neighborhoods. Um, we see it as an economic development project. So um, there are breweries popping up around mm -hmm. and apartment complexes popping around. We have a full-time person thinking about young professional attraction and retention, a full-time person thinking about college students and how we can make sure that we're nurturing them, preparing them for our workforce. And then we do a lot of marketing and tying it all together. So there's six of us total. Yeah, as a young person in Greensboro, that makes me super excited. I, yeah. I have a random four-mile trail, I guess I could say, uh -huh. um, around downtown. But oh, okay. <laughs> having an established one would be nice. Two years, it'll be done. Two years. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll see if I'm still around two years. Well, but, we'll, uh, we'll try to make that happen. We'll see. Awesome. That's the job. Yeah, um, so you've made it an interesting connection of community development, of that, that sort of passion into a career. Um, and now you're leading a super, a massive effort for Greensboro. Um, how did you bridge that gap? How did that, how did that happen? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important for all of us, whether we're working in community development or not, to really think about the work that we we do outside of our careers and the impact that we can make on our communities. And I think that's a real sort of philosophy of Elon. And hopefully many of us leave this community at Elon thinking about that as sort of a lifelong trajectory of giving back to the communities that we live in. And so, you know, I've had the opportunity to volunteer and be an advocate for things outside of what would be in my job description. And mm -hmm. oftentimes those things have led to additional professional development for me. They have led for additional connections that I have made that have been fruitful for my career. And so, you know, there are a lot of examples of that. When I, about 12 years ago, when food trucks were like starting to trend, <laughs> I said, why don't we have food trucks in Greensboro? And I found out that there was an ordinance in downtown that didn't allow them to be in Greensboro, which sounds crazy now. And it was controversial because brick and mortar restaurants didn't want a food truck mm -hmm. to drive up and you know sit in public pro property and not have to pay taxes. And so sort of started this evolution of learning about urban development and why things like this matter and entrepreneurs and how a lot of times food trucks turn into brick and mortar restaurants. And so started a you know, kind of a campaign to change that ordinance and learn so much of that outside of that. And it was about team building and it was about relationships that you could make across um, disagreements. And so those kinds of experiences and then building relationships with political leaders that ultimately made that decision. And so 
you know, I think there's a lot of ways that we can advance our careers and advance our connections that aren't necessarily, you know, what we think about between nine and five. So what advice, um, being a new, like a new person in Greensboro, I've been, I've lived in Greensboro maybe eight months now. Um, what advice would you give me or somebody going to a new area on how to become a part of these, these initiatives? Sure. I would say do some research. Many communities across the country have young professional networks and those are opportunities that you can do professional development during a lunch hour. You can do networking after hours at a happy hour. Um, and then think about volunteerism either on a board or a commission with a nonprofit or a governmental agency. I think nonprofits now are especially eager and hungry for young perspectives. And so that could be about cultivating new donors for that nonprofit. It could be cultivating new volunteers for that nonprofit. It could be just thinking differently about the way things are done. I mean, we're in a day where things change every day, whether it's through technology um, primarily, and how do you engage new populations in the work that they're doing. And so I would encourage anybody to really think about um, finding time to um, invest in the community, either through volunteer work or thinking about joining a civic club, because I think it um, can be fruitful for a number of reasons. So you mentioned community leaders and relationships. Did any relationship that you had established at Elon help your transition over to Greensboro? That's a good question. So Larry Villani, who was the head of corporate um, and philanthropic relationships um, at Elon, really helped me find my internship at the Community Foundation. And I was kind of in this interesting point thinking about jobs post-graduation where I was wondering, you know, I didn't really see myself in a service-based nonprofit. And, but I, all, I also wanted to make change. And so when he made that introduction to the Community Foundation, it really opened my eyes to um, the philanthropic sector and the, and the role that foundations can make, whether that's through a grant or just having space to think about systems changes and sort of long-term impact that oftentimes sort of a nonprofit that's in the everyday can't um, think about. And so he was really um, great. And I'm trying to think, um, there was, I mean, I'm sure there was definitely students that graduated with me that ended up stick, sticking around and, and making a difference. Brian O'Shea was a year ahead of me and a great Elon alum. He now lives in uh, New York City with his partner and he was working at Elon. And when I was running, before I was with um, Action Greensboro, I ran an LGBT foundation called the Guilford Green Foundation. And Brian was really active in that and it was great to have him um, sort of cross over and come to Greensboro and think about giving back in that way um, as Elon alums together. That's awesome. Yeah, I love to see so many different connections come together like that. Um, what is an exciting project, opportunity that you have on your plate that you're, you're looking forward to in the next coming months? Uh, well, goodness, there are a lot of them. Um, we are really excited. We're hosting um, a program coming up. We're going to release some data. We just did a survey in the, in the fall thinking about what citizens of Greensboro want in their community and then what citizens want or workers want in their workplaces. And so rolling out that data, thinking about everything from where people live within the city. So do you live in the core of the city? Do you live in the outer of the city? How connected are you to our community? And what can we do to sort of better those connections and improve mm -hmm. the landscape of our community and the policies within our workforce? And so we're going to be rolling out in, in just a couple of weeks recommendations to the community at large on everything from integrating family-friendly best practices within their workforce, um, workplaces 
to thinking about multi, you know, in, um, I would say incentivizing multi price point housing options for um, our employees in our city. And so we want young people to be able to stay in downtown, but we also need to have affordable housing options um, for them because, you know, housing market is booming. Yeah. And so what can we do together as a community to sort of encourage an agenda and recommendations on strengthening and sharpening our pencils, pencils so we can be more attractive to more Elon alums to move to Greensboro. Yeah, I would, I would love to see that myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys have so much reach on everything. I mean, it goes so much further beyond than just downtown development. I mean, you're, you're every corner of Greensboro you're reaching for. Um, and it's not even just businesses either. Like, I just love that you mentioned families. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that is awesome. That's awesome. So you talked about advice for someone like me to, to kind of get a part of this work. What advice would you give to somebody in your role in a different city or someone who's trying to create something like Action Action Greensboro? Um, I would say that listening is really important and, and thinking about collaboration. I, I try to make time during my week, even though sometimes I feel like I'm on deadlines to just have coffee with somebody and hear where they are and what kind of work they're trying to do and whether that's in a nonprofit space or whether that is in um, a workplace in terms of what their talent needs are. So this morning I met with the head of our makerspace and I met with the head of our early childhood education um, leader. And so those two things don't always intersect, but they're all valuable. And so making space for collaboration and just listening to people and sort of what they're doing. And two would be sort of like pushing the agenda in terms of what has always been done. I think that there are ways to look to other communities for best practices, but they don't always fit the needs of your community, which goes back to that listening piece. When we developed our college um, internship program at Action Greensboro, we were modeling off of Philadelphia, and Philly has 33 metro institutions, higher education institutions. We have seven. The scale's really different, and they were on an online platform where they aggregated all their internships so students would go online, and they'd find those internships, and they would go out and seek them. And what we found when we listened to the community that we had an equity issue, that we have seven schools. They're all very different two historically black colleges, universities, a Quaker college, and Elon, you know, um, private smaller schools. And what we found was people had different opportunities and, and, and how they were finding those internship opportunities was through friends and family. So if your dad didn't have a college roommate who now worked at a company, you oftentimes weren't able to find that internship. And so instead of doing a high tech program, we decided to make a high touch program. And, and really adapted, I think, to the needs and creating an equitable platform so all students had access to those internships. And then while they went through that, they were able to explore the community and gain leadership and power skills. So adapting that and pushing a little bit to be, not to necessarily just to be different for the sake of being different, but being different so it could make a bigger difference, I think, on the people who you're impacting. So those two things have been kind of the the fun parts of my my job so far. Yeah, and I know you haven't been at Action Greensboro for forever, but what do you know of any challenges or hurdles that you all faced as a team and as an initiative, um, whether it be the community being adopting um, what you're going after or the town itself? I think, um, and and this wasn't during my time at Action Greensboro, but one of the lessons I think the foundations learned in their first, I would say, five to ten years is initially it was easy for the foundations to go ahead. They had a ton of money you know, at that time, and they wanted, they were really eager to get things done. And so the name Action Greensboro was very real. And they decided to go ahead and sort of 
forge away with things that they could do on their own. And I think Center City Park is a really great example of that. The foundations bought the land for Center City Park. It was, you know, several parcels of land in the middle of the center city. They wanted to create a park that was iconic and that at that time when the economy was really shifting in Greensboro, that people could see that there was hope and that there was a beautiful place in the middle of downtown. And so they built a $12 million park privately and they put beautiful granite um, fountains in the middle and then they finished the park and they went to the city of Greensboro and they said, we want to give you this park and we want you to maintain it. And the city said, we're not interested in maintaining it at that time. And that was a lesson that you don't always have to do things on your own per se and that public-private partnerships are really the way to go. And so when we shifted that model, the way that we're building the downtown Greenway is that we have a public-private partnership with the city of Greensboro. Mm -hmm. We have a collective team of people that are building that the city um, builds the trail, and then we add amenities to it. So we raise private dollars outside of the dollars that the city is putting into the trail so we can add public art, so we can add bike racks, so we can be- do beautiful landscaping. And then at the end of the day, the city owns it, and then we can continue to help program it and make it lively um, and do activities along the Greenway. So really thinking about the strengths of two Um, I think has been a great model for us and then has continued to be a model, whether that's Union Square Campus, which is a nursing school downtown, actually has four partners between two um, public institutions, the health system and the community college. LeBauer Park is a beautiful park downtown in Greensboro. It was another $12 million park, but then the city came in as a public public partner and um, now the city, you know, owns the park. So, Mm -hmm. and Center City Park is now owned by the city of Greensboro because of the success of LaBauer Park. So sometimes it takes time, but I think that's been a lesson learned for us. Yeah, and Center City Park is in a, it's a beautiful place. I mean, my, my like I said, my four mile run goes through Center City. Um, and that's, that's exciting that they've finally adapted and realized the, mm-hmm. the potential behind that and how much the community enjoys it too. I mean, there are always people out and about there. So that's awesome. Um, any final thoughts to help promote Action Greensboro? Um, <laughs> Anything, any final thoughts? I think final thoughts, you know, knowing this podcast is just encouraging people to to think about community and their everyday and whether or not you are thinking about what value you'll get for your personal or professional career. I think in the end of the day, it's a win-win for everybody to, to be engaged. And so wherever you are um, to connect with your city, and if you're interested in really connecting, you can move to Greensboro, North Carolina. You heard it here. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Cecilia. Thank you. Thank you to our guest and to you for listening to the Beyond the Oaks podcast. If you enjoy the show, be sure to review and rate the podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure you don't miss out on the latest episode. This podcast has been brought to you in partnership with WSOE, Elon University's student-run radio station. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.